good evening everybody merry christmas to all of you you're supposed to say it back you're all here to celebrate christmas aren't you anybody you can see me right okay uh, i was told that this is a youth gathering uh, but i can't see the josh i i can't see it but i should at least be able to hear some josh yeah come on now there is a this is a good time it's a good season for us to gather like this and to celebrate uh, we've been uh, really really blessed we've been really really provided for uh, this is a season when we not just see the goodness in the people around us we also look back into the history of humanity and we thank god for that one thing that changed everything that gave us hope that gave us life that brought light into every aspect of our lives i know that most of us here today we are um journeying through life and we have our own challenges we have our own struggles we have our own problems uh, but when we come to that juncture in life where we have to make a, a very important decision a decision that is going to determine how we live for the rest of our lives a decision that is going to determine how we do our relationships how we do our careers a, a decision that is going to determine how we do our marriage how we do our uh, you know our transactions uh, how we manage our resources i think that this this decision has to be influenced by something that is not temporary in nature if if your decision is based on the fact that okay today i feel good then tomorrow when you feel bad you are going to go back from that decision you are going to withdraw from that decision but if your if if your decision today is based on the fact that you have money you have people support then tomorrow when you don't have that you're going to again withdraw and you're going to say ah oh, i don't think i can make it i don't think i can do this kind of prayer i don't think i can live this kind of life if your decision is based on your temporary feelings of how you feel when you're in church then it's very easy for us to go back into our old ways and that is why i'm inviting you this evening to investigate to uh, to ask yourself how what where you know why why am i doing what i'm doing you know uh, what what is the real reason that i am coming to church like this what is the real reason that i am celebrating christmas what is the real reason that i am Uh, you know looking for answers in this particular context in this particular place if we can if we can ask these questions to ourselves in this season and find the right answers to them then we will be set for our entire life then we'll be set in our choices we'll be set in in our decisions we'll be set in how we uh determine what to do 
uh, with our resources, what to do next in our lives, what to do with our resources, what to do with our time, everything will come from that revelation if we can just pursue this understanding. Why am I here? What, what is it that defines who I am? What is it that defines what I do? What is it that defines where I go? This evening, I'm here to talk from the Word of God, and I'm going to speak about three or four scriptures, and I hope that by the end of this evening, we are able to go back and thank God for these revelations. The book of Galatians chapter 4 and verse 4. I'll read it from my Bible. It says, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth His Son, born of woman, born under the law. The Bible says there was a fullness of time. Not partial time, not 50%, not 75%, not 90%, but when time had reached its climax, when the perfect time had come, when the time for the, for, for the, for the fulfillment of everything that God had planned had come, the Bible says, when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth His Son. And this Son was born of a woman and He was born under the law. That's the story of Christmas. 2,000 years back, when Jesus was born onto the earth, the Bible says that was a time which was fullness of time, which means the, the, the full extent of waiting period was over. You know, when a mother is carrying a baby and she's expecting, you know, she's waiting and she wants to carry this baby full term. She's waiting every day. She's praying. She's expecting. She's dreaming. She's, uh, you know, going for scans and she's, uh, you know, making dreams. She's preparing our home. But she has a great expectation about what is going to happen. And then comes a day which is the full term. That's what you call it? The, the child was full term. The, the doctors say it can happen any time now. Because this is the fullness of time. You've finished the entire waiting period. Full term. Now can you imagine when you're full term? Everything going wrong for you. Everything going crazy. We just had our third baby back home in Bangalore uh, last year. And my wife, she was um, due in the month of October of the last year. And in the month of September, all hell broke loose in our home. You know, I, I was traveling uh, to multiple countries and I had just come back from a trip to Uganda. And by the way, I've been going to Uganda for like over 10 years. But this particular trip to Uganda, I brought back a lot of viruses. I brought back so many infections. Uh, you know, there were times when I've gone to Uganda and I've uh, lived in under open air, you know, and been covered by mosquitoes. Mosquitoes would be my blanket. And nothing happened. But this one time, I had enough money to stay in a nice hotel. I had enough money to have my own transportation. I had enough money because I, we, we went as a team. 
So I had everything, you know, well taken care of. But on this one trip that I went, I came back with five different infections. There was one infection in my brain, one infection in my liver, every, every part of me, you know, that there was a, uh, you know, I can't even remember all the infections. All of a sudden, in the month of September last year, my body went into a total shock. Uh, they, in medical terms, they call it sepsis shock. I was uh, just rushed to the hospital because I had a very intense headache. Within 30 minutes of reaching the hospital, I lost my consciousness and, and then I had to be taken into the ICU. And uh, within a couple of days, I, I, you know, I, I, I would have lost my life. But there was a time when my wife, she was full pregnant. She's prepared, she's ready, she's waiting to welcome our next baby into the house. Can you imagine? She is full term. And every day when she is full term, she is fully ready. She is coming to the hospital, you know, and she is uh, waiting there the entire day. Can you imagine a fully pregnant lady having to sit through that pain? You know, if you know anything about pregnancy, young people, you should know. Pregnant women, they are hungry, they are hormonal, they, they have cravings, and they, they have to be well taken care of. And, and here is my wife. And this is, this is our third child that we are expecting. And, and by the way, before this baby came, we, we had about three miscarriages. 2018, somebody came and prophesied to us saying, God is giving you a third child. We were like so excited and we became pregnant and that baby passed away. 2019, we became pregnant again. Again, that baby passed away. 2020 was the heights of all of it. You know, we could even see the baby when the baby passed away and it broke our hearts completely. And now, finally, this was happening. We were reaching the full term, the fullness of time. We were reaching the fullness of time and everything goes out of order. We'd been saving for the delivery. We would, we'd been keeping our finances aside, our schedules aside, everything we'd been preparing. But all of a sudden, here comes something that will wreck all of our plans. And now, instead of me taking care of my wife, she's out there taking care of me. Every day she's out there, you know, coming into the ICU. She's trying to have a word with me. You know, I'm, I'm so delusional. Like, I, I don't even remember all of those things now. But I was on so many medications that I don't remember what I was saying. I don't remember anything about what was happening. And she would come day in and day out. And, and she would try and talk to me and, and try and get me back to my senses. And sometimes when you look at a situation like that, you may think, Oh my God, what a wrong timing. What a wrong timing. What a bad time for this child to come. And, I, and, and in fact, that is the exact story of Jesus. When Jesus was being born, physically speaking, that was a wrong time. You know, his parents, you know, the Bible says Mary was told you're going to be pregnant. And she is like, are you sure? How is this going to happen? It wrecked her entire plan for life. Joseph He's like, I, I, I don't want this marriage anymore. 
till yesterday i was attracted to you till yesterday you were my crush till yesterday i really wanted to get married to you but not anymore i i don't want this marriage anymore and you know out of divine pressure they get married <laughs> and 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 the bible says around the time when she was about to deliver came a decree of the government it was not you know lockdown you know we experienced lockdown there it was more like everybody has to go back to their hometowns everybody has to have a mass exodus back to their hometown for census and they're like this doesn't seem like the right time to have a child this doesn't seem to be the right time to experience the promises of god and 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 they are questioning did an angel really come they they may be wondering did did god really speak to me is this how it's supposed to happen if god is working in my life shouldn't everything be perfect if god is doing something in my life shouldn't it look beautiful it looks messy it looks like my husband doesn't love me it looks like nobody understands me it looks like all the government and the the economy my society everybody is joining hands in hand to conspire against me and here you're saying this is the right time it doesn't make sense and on top of that joseph he forgot to make a hotel reservation and there they are you know in the town of bethlehem going from one inn to another from one hotel to the next you know they are they are trying out all options and the bible says there was no place left and finally they found a a manger the most hygienic place to give birth eh <laughs> the most unhygienic place maybe surrounded by animals surrounded by all these non sanitized objects and the bible says that is where the baby came but when apostle paul is writing about this story he quotes something else he doesn't say it came at the wrong time what does apostle paul say but when the fullness come on say with me when the fullness of time had come when the perfect time had come so my dear friends let me tell you this when you look at yourself you may look like i am messed up you may feel like nobody likes me you may feel like you, you this is not the right place to be working at you may feel like this is not the right relationship to be in you may feel like i am married to the wrong person you may feel like i'm studying in the wrong school but let me tell you this when god determines to bless you when god determines to visit you when god determines to enter into your life that moment is the fullness of time that moment is the perfect time so in the natural i i can look at my situation and say this is not the right time to get married this is not the right time to switch a job this is not the right time for me to be you know dealing with all these things and yet god looks at you and says you know what this is the perfect time because my god that i'm talking about he is an expert in bringing beautiful situations beautiful babies out of a chaotic environment here is a very chaotic world the bible says in genesis chapter 1 
that in the beginning was in the beginning God created heavens and the earth and and darkness was over the face of the waters there was emptiness everywhere chaos everywhere and in the midst of that confusion God said let there be light when the word of God came everything that is beautiful every beauty that you can see around you it came because God spoke a word in that chaos in that nothingness in that confusion God spoke a word and that word stopped time that word birthed time that word reorchestrated time and the same thing happened in the manger everything was going haywire for Joseph and Mary but when the word became flesh when the word came down to you and to me everything got reorchestrated that's why apostle paul says you and i may not see that but that was the fullness of time that was the perfect time i want you to look at your neighbor and say today is the perfect day today you are in the right place at the right time yeah yeah you 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 have to you have to stop believing what your job tells you some of us we've we've uh, believed what our world around us tell us if we have to listen to the world around us and make our decisions guess what you will never be able to make any decisions you will never be able to progress in life you will never be able to ever get married i've i've worked with young couples who say we are waiting for the perfect time to get married do you know that it never comes <laughs> they are like we are waiting we 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 want to get the right job after they get the job we want to get the right house then we want to buy the right car and and by the time they decide to get married somebody else has gotten married to that girl and the right time never comes why because you are you are always waiting for every situation to align up but today god is speaking to you and god is saying the perfect time has come today is the day of the lord's favor not tomorrow not the year after you know especially in the month of december you know what we do we're like i'm not going to gym today i'm waiting for jan 1st right you know why because we're like we'll start no we'll start jan I, I don't see any point in starting a Bible reading plan in the month of December. We're all waiting for Jan 1st. We'll start all the way from Genesis. How many of you like almost by heart, no by heart Genesis 1, 2, 3, 4, 5? Because we have every year we have started Genesis 1. Because we think that is the perfect time to start. But let me tell you this. Today is the perfect time. It's not tomorrow. it's not tomorrow morning right now the lord says today is the day of favor this is the acceptable time of the lord today today if you hear me today if you pay attention this is the perfect time for you to experience god this is the right time for you to walk with him this is the right time for you to experience a deep personal real relationship with him the bible says at the fullness of time was christmas at the fullness of time god sent forth his son 
born of woman, born under the law. When I say this, many people don't like it. Is the fact that Jesus did not come on his own accord. Jesus was sent to us by the Father in heaven. Jesus did not come to us because he is like, oh my God, I, I really love these people. Jesus came to us because his Father sent him to us. Do you know who loved us? The Father. The Bible says God so loved the world that he sent, that he gave, that he gave a particular assignment to his son to go and, 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 and to produce something here on the earth, to finish a particular assignment here on the earth. And that is what Christmas is all about. It is the beginning of a divine assignment here on the earth. Now, even as we are celebrating Christmas tonight, are we celebrating Christmas? Yes? At least the colors tell you that. At least the decor tells you that. That we are here to celebrate? Christmas. My prayer is that this will also be the beginning of your divine assignments. That today will be the right day, the right movement where you step into your call. Where, where, where God looks at you and he picks you out of a crowd and you begin to follow him. You begin this journey with him. Wanting to live for him. Wanting to serve him for the rest of your life. That you don't just stop with enjoying a beautiful evening of music and fun and going back home. But you begin, today you begin a journey to really be sent out by God. To be the hands and feet of God. Jesus said it like this. Just like the Father sent me to you. Now I am sending you out into the world. So in other words. Just like Jesus coming to the world was Christmas for us. You going to your office is Christmas for them. I don't know if you got it or not. Like do you know, do you know what is Jesus coming to the world? It's joy to us eh. We celebrate Christmas, right? It's, it's celebration time. It's happiness time. We are, we are so excited that Jesus came to us. Now Jesus says, just like the Father sent me to you guys, now I am sending you to the world. So today begins that journey in your life where you are being sent with that purpose. You are going out of this place with a reason, with a assignment upon your life with an understanding this is this is really what God wants to accomplish in my life this is really what God wants to do through my works the next line it says verse 5 this is why he was born he was born to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons Pastor Joseph, he shared this, that today some of our identity is going to be changed. The Bible says this is why Jesus was born. This is why Christmas came. Christmas happened 2,000 years back. It is so that we can get a new identity. The Bible says he came to redeem those who were under the law and to give them this adoption as sons. I want to announce this to you, my dear friends, that, that God only has sons, no daughters. 
That's true. God has sons. All of you sisters are daughters. Are, are, are in the natural, you may be daughters. But in the spirit, the Bible says there is no Jew, no Gentile, no male, no female. All of us, we are sons. We've been adopted as sons. The same status that Jesus has in heaven. Who is Jesus in heaven? Come on, talk to me. Who do you think Jesus is in heaven? He's a son. He's a son to his father. Guess what status we get? The Bible says, Jesus came to us so that now we become sons. The same status that Jesus has, the same welcome that Jesus has, the same love that Jesus has, now you and I, we have in heaven. We become sons because of Christmas Day. Now, I, I, I know that all of us grew up being called other names. Some of us grew up being rejected. Some of us grew up abused. Some of you may be going through it right now. That may be your current situation where you're being hurt, you're being betrayed, you're being isolated, you, 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 you're being looked down upon and everybody has a different name to call you. But this is the name that Jesus calls you. He doesn't call you isolated. He doesn't call you rejected. He doesn't call you as, you know, good for nothing. He doesn't call you useless. He doesn't call you worthless. He calls you a son. When Jesus came to us, when Jesus began to fulfill his assignment in the world for us in, and towards us, when we believe in what Jesus has done, when we receive this gift that Jesus brings to us, it transforms our identity. It transforms who we are. And now you and I, we become sons. We don't, you know, have to look at ourselves and call ourselves the same names that our parents called us. We don't have to call us the same names that our friends call us. We don't have to call ourselves the same name that our circumstances call us. Instead, we can call the name that Jesus calls us. We can call the name that has been given to us. We've been given sonship. And because we are made sons, do you know that sons have an inheritance? Do you know that sons have a value attached to that name? See, physically speaking, my son may not necessarily have all the you know, money in the world to spend. But just because of the fact that he is his name is Israel Vergis. You know, his last name is Vergis. He can access everything that I have access to. So one day he went to church and he went to, the, to one of the pastors in the church and he said to the pastor, he said, I'm the senior pastor's son, so I order you to play with me. I'm like, this guy, he knows his identity. He may be doing it, he may be misusing that identity, but he, he knows what is his identity. He knows that he is a son. He knows that he can get away with certain things. And do you know, my dear friend, that you are not a second class citizen. 
you, you, you're not somebody that is just, you know, somehow trying to get some help from God. You're not somebody who's just trying to get some attention from God. You are a son. That is why Jesus came. When you receive what Jesus came for, you don't just become a Christian. You become a son. We've been adopted as son. The next verse, it's very powerful. It says in verse 6, it says, Because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Meaning, the same spirit that was in Jesus. Do you know that there was a spirit in Jesus? Talk to me. The Bible says the spirit of his son, Jesus, he has put that spirit into us. Now, from that spirit, because we have that spirit, now we call him Abba Father. Automatically, the same name that Jesus would call his father. Now, you and I, who have been filled with the spirit of his son, Jesus, now we look at the father and we call him the same name. Abba, Father. We, 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 we don't say, oh, you are the Father of Jesus. No, we say, you, you're my Father. You are Abba, Father. I have a personal, real, intimate relationship with this Father because of Jesus. Because you sent Jesus to me. Because of Christmas. Because I believe in what you gave to me. Because I receive what you gave to me. Because I stand on my identity as a son. As an adopted son in the house of God. See, only Jesus is the begotten son. All of us are adopted sons. Jesus is the only begotten of God. But all of us... The Bible says when we receive what Jesus did for us, we have been adopted as sons. Now the same spirit that's on Jesus has been placed into us. You know, what gives a person his identity is the spirit that he carries. When the Bible talks about John the Baptist, the Bible says he came in the spirit and the power of Elijah. See, in the natural, everybody called him John. But in the spirit, when God looked at him, God saw an Elijah. God didn't see John the Baptist because he carried the spirit of Elijah. So in the natural, I may look at you and, and, and all of you will have different names. All of you will have different identities. But in the spirit, when God looks at you, if you are somebody who has received Jesus into your life, God doesn't look at you as you God sees his son, Jesus. And he looks at you the same way that he looks at Jesus. He welcomes you the same way that he welcomes Jesus. You have all of heaven's resources at your disposal, just like Jesus had. Do you know Jesus once said, if I would just ask my father, he would send a legion of angels to destroy everyone here on the earth. Do you know that that's... At your disposal too. Because you are a son. If you need to, you can call for an army of angels to come and fight for you. I hope you don't misuse it like my son did. I hope you don't go order around people, hurt people, you know, destroy people. I hope that you would use it for the right reason. 
but it is necessary that we know our value. Many people that actually believe in Jesus, many people that actually claim to be so-called Christians, they perish not because they don't go to church, they perish because they don't know their value. If you don't know your value, it doesn't matter how long you've been coming to church. You will not enter, you will not experience, you will not encounter the beautiful, glorious things that God has for you. And this evening, I pray that you would, you would not just see yourself as a servant. You will not just see yourself as a believer. You will not just see yourself as a very humble, humble, you know, one of the least in the church. No, no, no. You have to see yourself as a son. And as a son, you have certain rights in the house of God. As a son, you have certain rights in the presence of God. As a son, you have certain access in the presence of your father that you can now access and go and talk to him. And when you go talk to him, you don't have to call him Vaya, Vaya, Vaya. You can go call him Abba Father. Why? Because it's a personal relationship with your father. That's why Jesus, when he prayed, or he taught us to pray, he said, when you pray, pray like this. Our Father in heaven. He didn't say, you know, the father of Abraham and the Isaac and Jacob. He said, our father in heaven. You reach out to God and say, Abba, Father. Can I read this last verse and then we'll pray together? The Bible says in verse 7, Galatians chapter 4, verse 7. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. Look at your neighbor and say, you're not a slave. One more time, loudly. You're not a slave, but you're a son. The next line, it's, it's very interesting. It says, and if you're a son, then an heir through God. You can't be a son and be a kangal. It says, if you're a son, you are an heir. You have an inheritance. You have a heritage. You have a legacy that has been given to you, that has been handed down to you. You, you can't just say, yes, yes, yes I, I know this is my identity, but don't ask me for anything. I don't have anything. You, yeah, this is, I am a son of God, but, you know, I, I, I don't have answers to any of these things. That, that can't be. Because if you're a son, you're also an heir. If you're a son, you're also you know, in possession of all the riches and the wealth and the glory of heaven. So Jesus didn't just die so that we can become Christians. Jesus didn't just come because he, he, he wanted to come teach us the, the, you know, Sermon on the Mount. Jesus didn't just come so that we can just have a good, good perspective about New Testament theology. Jesus came to make us rich. Honestly, that's what the Bible says. It says, he who was rich, he became poor. So that we who were broke, we can become rich. You and I, we were broke physically, spiritually, relationally, emotionally. In every way, you and I, we were broke before Jesus. All of us were. All of us, even today, if you leave Jesus, 
Even today, if you step out of this house and say, you know what, I, I, I don't necessarily need to be under my father's leadership. I can, I can take this inheritance that he's given me and go spend it on my own. Guess what? You will be broke. You cannot be, a, you cannot be an heir without being a son. Do you understand that? There was one guy in the Bible who tried it. He said, let me be an heir, but I don't want to be a, a son. So he took the inheritance and he went out to try and spend it on his own. And the story goes on to say, there was a famine and he lost everything that his father had entrusted into his hands. So you, 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 you have an inheritance, but it is that relationship with your father which sustains that inheritance. It is that sonship that sustains that inheritance. But the other side is this. You can't be a son and not have an inheritance. That is something that I want you to remember. If you are a son, then you have answers to everything. You have solutions, not just for yourself. You have solutions for the world outside. You have solutions for a pharaoh who is seeing dreams. You have solutions for a Nebuchadnezzar who is seeing dreams. You have solutions for an entire nation that is going through famine. You, you have solutions for Marol. You have solutions for Mumbai. When you walk out of your homes and when you go to your workplace and you, you meet people that are, you know, struggling, that are, that are in self-doubt and self-denial and, and they're going through all their rejection, guess what? You have the solution. You have the answer because now you are the steward of the riches of heaven. Now you go to them like Jesus came to you. And you speak to them like Jesus spoke to you. What did I teach you today? At the fullness of time, Jesus came. At the fullness of time, Jesus was born. And he was not born on his own. The Bible says the father, he sent him into this world. The father gave him to us. Why? So that we who were under the law, we could be redeemed and we could be adopted as sons. Now, if you're a son, this is the first thing God does. God puts the spirit of his son into your spirit so that now you can call him Abba Father. There is nothing blocking your relationship with your father. Now you have a deep, personal, real relationship with your father in heaven. Now, now there is... This intimacy that you experience with your father in heaven. And now God looks at a son like that who is calling him Abba Father. And God says, you're no longer a slave. Now you're a son. And if you're a son, you are also an heir. You have an inheritance. You have riches, treasures. You have so much more than what you currently can see. The Bible says... In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, what no mind has conceived, that is what God has prepared for those who love him. How many of you love him today? I'm sure that many of you have come here because you love him or you are looking for ways to love him. You have this deep desire in your heart to live for him, to love him, to serve him. The Lord is promising this to you. That there are things that your parents have not dreamt about you. But God is dreaming it about you. And God is saying, I'm going to take care of you. 
I'm going to feed you. I'm going to take care of the rest of your life. Not just here on the earth, but even into eternity. Will you trust your decisions into my hands? Will you, will you trust your life into my hands? Will you trust your future into my hands? Will you give everything that you hold so close to yourself and you say, not my will, but yours be done. Will you let go of yourself and give it into my hands? If you will trust me, if you will believe in me, then you will always find me faithful, says the Lord. You can trust some people and you will fail. Anybody has experienced that? You told your secret to your best friend and then the next day everybody in your class knows your secret and you're wondering how, you know, for the last 10 years this guy's been my best friend and that secret's out. Why? Because nobody except Jesus is 100% trustworthy. Let me also tell you this. I, I mean, I, I, may be, I may be stepping on some toes if I say this. Even, even your parents cannot fulfill all the things that God can fulfill for you. Your church, your pastors, even they are human beings. They are not perfect. They cannot do for you what God can do for you. Nobody can love you like Jesus loves you. Nobody can take care of you the way that Jesus takes care of you. The Bible says even when you were still in your mother's womb, he saw you, he fashioned you, he prepared you, he, he knit you together in your mother's womb. You know all those likes and dislikes you have today? Like you like biryani but you don't like rice? Or you like kulfi but don't like ice cream? Do you know where was it fashioned? Like 20, 30 years back in your mother's womb, God designed each aspect of what you like and what you don't like what you will crave for, what you will run after, what are the things you'll be so passionate about. We saw a DJ playing there. Do you know where was it fashioned? Not when he heard music. It was fashioned. God put it in him like 20, 30 years back. God put every detail together. You know, even before he, 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 he could understand tune, God had already put that anointing in him. To prepare, to, to mix melodies, to bring things together. Now, I, I, I'm bringing that news to you, my dear friends, that, that God has put that greatness inside you. But at the fullness of time, that, that, that baby that is supposed to be born will come forth. And it doesn't matter what chaos you're going through today. So please don't look around and be discouraged. Please look to the manger. Where Jesus was born. In a very imperfect environment. Where Jesus was born. And remember that if God can bring beauty out of the manger in the, garden, in the town of Bethlehem. Then he can bring beauty out of my life. Can I pray for you quickly? Yes. For a few seconds. Just forget everything else. And just ask the Lord to hold your hands and walk with you into this next step that you're about to take. No one can make this decision, make this choice on their own. 
But if, if, if you will trust in this Jesus, if you will walk with him, if you will just allow him to hold your hands and take you in, your life will never be the same again. Because this is the day of the Lord's favor over your life. This is the right time. And God is saying, I, 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 I am not going to fail you today. I am not going to let you down today. Feel his presence standing next to you. Speaking to you. And telling you, my dear daughter, you are loved. My dear daughter, you're not, you're not rejected. My dear daughter, don't, don't call yourself the same name that your sister called you. you. You are very precious to me. My dear son, the Lord is saying, I, 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 I have great plans for you. This is the right time for you. You, you, you may be looking at, at this day and saying, uh, I, I, I think this is the end. This is the last time I'm going to church. This is the last time that I'm ever going to pray. This is the last time that I'm going to sit like this and, and pay attention to these things. You may be thinking that this is the end. But the Lord is saying to you, no, 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 this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. I have a good plan for your life. I have a great plan for your life. So Father, we bless your dear children wherever they are sitting, wherever they are receiving this word. I bless them with this grace to know that this is that they are in the perfect timing of God for their life. I rebuke every lie of the enemy, everything that the enemy has told God's children that that they have messed up, that it is too late. I rebuke those voices. I cancel those lies in the name of Jesus. It's not too late for God's people. For God's people, they are always on time. It is the perfect time. So Father, I release that perfect of perfection of time into their lives today. I reorchestrate their timelines right now. I step back into their past and I undo those failures and I undo those scars and I undo those words that have been spoken against them. And right now I declare that today they are experiencing divine favor of God over their life. Today they are experiencing that connect that they had lost. The way that they used to pray back in the day the way that they used to cry back in the day, it is being restored today. And we thank you, Lord, for you've adopted us as sons. Because we are sons, we call you Father. <laughs> we've been filled with the Spirit of Jesus. And as the Jesus here on the earth, as the body of Christ here on the earth, we call out to you, Abba Father. We say you are my Papa. We say you are my Abba. You are my everything. Because I don't want anyone else. I don't need anything else. 
is you're my Abba. Can you sing this with me? Is you're my Abba. Come on, let the Spirit of Jesus sing through you. so long. Right now we release that inheritance into their lives. Everything that they have claimed to because we are sons we are also heirs. So everything that they've been missing out in their life I, re I speak divine realignment and I speak let that inheritance come to them. Whether it is a physical blessing whether it is a relational blessing, whether it is a financial blessing, or whether it is a healing that they were waiting for, I speak that into their bodies. I speak that into their destinies. I speak that into their tomorrow. That before this 24 hours pass by, from now till tomorrow this time, I declare that their inheritance come forth. Let that inheritance that has been stuck for generations, let it come forth. Let it unfold in the mighty name of Jesus. Your 